the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. My two co-hosts, Mark Honf and Nam Fon, are off for the day, but I do have a special guest I'll introduce in just a minute. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And that certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Uh, with the weather getting a little colder, it's hard to find her tan. So uh, go see Tan Bella. Again, two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today, we, uh, we decided to do sports. So it's going to be football movies. That's our trivia question today. All right. And today we are welcoming back Dane Moeller from Primary Residential Mortgage. He's been with us a few times. Dane, welcome to yeah, back. To, to be back. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's uh, now this is kind of very exciting times. Um, let's just get right into it. You know, you, interest rates uh, obviously have gone way up. So I have to think that the refinance market has dried up considerably. So uh, absolutely. Um, although interest rates did come down last week, um, hmm. last Thursday was the biggest single one day drop in interest rates ever since they've been recording this sort of thing. Is that uh, right? What, what, uh, what, what did it go from and then to? About a half percent decrease to rate in one day. Really? Um, so, you know, let's say seven and a quarter down to 6.75. Kind of oh, that's a, that's that's substantial. Uh, so why, so why uh, you know, with everyone, you know, the prime rate going up and, uh, and all that, why did uh, rates go down so quick, so much? In one so day? You, uh, mortgage rates, kind of like the stock market, are always buying the news, right? You're always yeah. it's all based on future expectations. And uh, on Thursday, the inflation data came out, the uh, CFPI, and uh, it was much lower than expected. So inflation figures came down quite a bit, which makes the people that buy and sell these sort of mortgage-backed securities think, okay, maybe the Fed will get to slam the brakes a little sooner than we thought. Uh, and maybe when, rates won't go quite as high as we thought they would. On the well, wait a minute. So uh, what was the inflation? Didn't the inflation, what it was like 8.4%? And what did it go, 7.4? I mean, it was still uh, You know, I don't have that Something right in front of me. I want to say it was like 7.7. 7. Uh, and the month over month, month over month was 0.3 versus the expectation of 0.6. Um, so about 50% of the increase huh. they thought. Um, well, like you said, maybe it's still high. I mean, it's it's still yeah. high, but it was a much lower. It, it's funny how this stuff works. Yeah. It's all based on how it comes in in relation to the expectation. 
you know, so similar with stocks, you know, when they have earnings seasons, right? It actually doesn't matter what the earnings are. It matters where they come in in relation to the expectation for earnings. Yeah. And well, so, well, that's what, the, and that's why it just cracks me up when I, I mean, more frustration that cracks me up really when uh, you hear these government officials say, and we had a, 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 a surplus. And it's like, no, you still had a deficit, but it, you just didn't have negative a billion. You only have negative 400 million. And so you're celebrating the fact that, you know, you had a surplus. That's not a surplus, you know? It's like rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's that's how these things work. So, you know, so interest rates, though, are still much higher than a year ago, uh, more yeah. than double, right? Um, refinances are down from a year ago, 95% uh, in terms of volume. So for every 100 refinances that were being done, now five are being done nationwide. Okay, um, and so unless people have a mortgage that's coming due, yeah, what other reasons would people refinance into a higher mortgage? I, well, one thing I guess is if they can, if they their property has gone up in value and they want to take money out. Yeah, Americans are sitting on the most equity in history. You know, there's there's more wealth tied up in in homes than there ever has been, um, and you know, with inflation. People are getting pinched uh, in their other debts, you know, and you start running up credit card debt at 25 percent, you know, and other things. All of a sudden going from, you know, three and a half to six and a half doesn't seem so bad. Right. And it may pencil out. And it's not for everyone, of course, but it may pencil out. And then so that's a big reason uh, people are still refinancing. There's also situations like divorces and and other things that need to to move on to a new life. So if people are getting... um, if they if they want to refinance, are these people like not eligible for a HELOC, or is that maybe not as good because it's a floating well, rate? I mean, prime prime is at seven now. You know, yeah. so if you're getting prime plus one, let's say on an equity line, you're at eight percent, and that's to start. And the Fed's not done, so you know you're yeah. talking nine ten percent now. Gotcha. If you have a big first mortgage and you need a small amount of cash, well, that's still probably a better move, right? But if you have yeah. a small mortgage and you need a large amount of cash, no, well, it'd be better to get something fixed uh, yeah. all under one umbrella, even though it's higher. And, and the reality is people get loans now. It's not like they're stuck with this new loan forever, just like any loan in the past. So you may need the cash now. You may go up. And then next year, year and a half, you may go back down again, maybe not to three, but you know, you might end up back in the fours and fives. Yeah. And, and then that'd be very interesting to see people, if there is a fair amount of refinance, of course, she said it's only about 5%. And suddenly rates start going down and people start refinancing all those. And then they refinance again, refinance again. Every time there's a big jump downward. I mean, that's that's good business for you. Well, I mean, that's what happened um, roughly from 2002 or three all the way to, you know, to, to just last year. Right. I, I've I've helped people that have gone from seven to six and a half to six yeah. and you know, half percent drops all the way down to two and a half. Yeah, and if they, uh, if they just have to do a little bit of paperwork and maybe a smaller fee or something, that's that's yeah. it. Definitely yeah, we try to help you know past clients make it. It's got to make sense, right? But you yeah. always you you look at what the cost is and the benefit, and you know you might look back and say, well, I, I should have never done that refinance, and I should have waited until rates even got lower. But there's no way to know, right? Um, yeah. So, but the thing is, you know, they uh, they still got the benefit for a certain period of time. Yeah, it's still penciled out. Tell you what, we're going to go to our first commercial break. We're talking football movies here. Which club or which football team did the subjects of the classic 1971 film Brian's Song play for? Do you ever see that movie? 
Excellent movie. The original is good. The second one they did, yeah, it's okay. Uh, the original stars James Caan. Uh, call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Again, which club did the subjects of the classic 1971 film Brian Song play for? Stay with us. Best of Invest. You'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The answer. Now, back to the best of investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM. The answer. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with my special guest, Dane Moeller of Primary Residential Mortgage. Uh, first trivia question, which uh, football team did the subjects of the classic 1971 film Brian Song play for? Uh, you are you ready for a guess? Yes. I'm going to go ahead with the Bears. Yes, very good. Right. Brian Piccolo and uh, Gail Sayers. Uh, was, uh, very good. Not bad, especially if you haven't seen the movie. That's pretty good. Okay, so, uh, Dane, um, we forgot to give people your information if they uh, have a question, want to refinance, or, or want to get a new loan with you. Yeah, absolutely, Edward. Um, name is Dane Moeller. I'm with Primary Residential Mortgage here in Marin County, and we have an office in San Francisco as well. You can reach me at 415-870-2752, or you can check us out online at primaryresidentialsf, as in San Francisco.com. Okay. Now, the the word out on the street is that there are a lot of mortgage companies that are laying off their employees, I, I have to guess, because the refinance market has dried up. Uh, what's going on with your company? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the refinance market has dried up and, and the purchase market is tight, too. I mean, there's not much inventory out there. So it's, uh, it's a tight market all around. Um, we're staying strong. Thankfully, we've been in business um, our division here has been in business for close to 15 years and primary residential has been close to 25. Um, and we have longstanding relationships with yeah. all kinds of great referral partners and past clients. And, you know, we have a lot of trust out there that we're able to rely on uh, to keep bringing us business. So we're still staying strong, um, but the industry is definitely right sizing, which is the, I think the HR term for it. And it's something we all knew would happen, but it's a painful process. You know, yeah. your friends and, and acquaintances that have been laid off and, and that's, that's not good. You know, it, it sounds nice in, in concept. Okay, great. All these people got in the business when it was good, they'll leave when it gets tight. But you know, that actual process is, is difficult to watch. Well, yeah, I mean, look what I, what happened with uh, Facebook and Amazon and all these companies laying off thousands of people. Yeah, they're you know? they're also right sizing, but you know, each right one sizing, of those numbers yeah. is a real person. Um, yeah, now now needs to find a new job. Well, and it's interesting because you, you keep hearing about in in just in general that there's a lot of jobs out there. Now, maybe these people don't want yeah. those kind of jobs, but it's it's not like like when I graduated from uh, college. Uh, in 1981, it was a pretty bad recession and you were lucky to get a job here. It still seems you can just kind of walk out and get a job somewhere else. Now, I mean, uh, unemployment claims are still extremely low. The unemployment rate is very low, although the headline unemployment rate doesn't take into account people who are kind of discouraged and not looking, but it's still, uh, we're still considered full employment. Uh, and that's one of the things that the Fed is waiting for. And, it, and it's unfortunate that they have to wait to see 
pain inflicted before yeah. they take their foot off the throat uh, people's throats, you know, but that's what they're waiting for. And, and why this inflation has been stubborn is because, you know, it, it's amazing. I want everybody to have a job, but you know, yeah. if everyone has a job, inflation is the next thing that's going to occur. True. Yeah. Um, hey, moving on here, just to bring up, this is not really do with real estate, but uh, uh, the latest of uh, this FTX crypto debacle. You've heard uh, yeah. about that. Of so course. some famous uh, people who uh, celebrities and sports people who are being sued, uh, Shaq, Tom Brady, Larry David, the comedian, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank, and Steph Curry among the uh, the main people are being sued, as well as the CEO. Obviously, uh, apparently, it's a big Ponzi scheme. Um, I'm trying to remember how big the Enron was, because this one's like fifty billion, and then I, I can't remember how big Madoff was. This is oh yeah, Madoff was massive although it's so funny with crypto because you kind of it's it's so illusionary where like Madoff was like here's my real dollars right uh where crypto is like i bought this and went up in value i think and you know it's it's all paper money Uh, Uh, well but but the original though you had to originally pay in real cash didn't you yeah to buy 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 the the things were and you know the lawsuit to me it seems like they're just stretching and naming anyone they can but you know the the guy at the core of it uh, CBF yeah. or CFB, whatever his initials are that he goes by. I mean, he's in a lot of trouble. He was loaning out, he was loaning out, you know, his clients, you know, and uh, money to other people without collateral and cover. Uh, you can't, you can't do that. Uh, oh, is that what the, that wasn't the main part of the issue, was it? Well, that's one of the I mean, reasons it collapsed. I mean, they basically had a run on the bank and he didn't have the money, you know? I mean, that's, yeah, that's that, that part, yeah. Collapsed like, and he didn't have the money because he had a side thing with Alameda Research, I think it's called. And he yeah, was, he was yeah. loaning them money that, you know, wasn't really his. And then they were losing it. And so where did it go? And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a whole mess. I mean, crypto, you know, crypto is, it's an interesting thing. I mean, it was really fun and it was going crazy and everybody was making money. And then all of a sudden they're not, and you're, you know, it's losing a lot of its luster. I was reading that yeah. uh, one, a big financial advisor uh, financial group was saying you know there was a time there where i thought crypto would be part of a balanced uh, portfolio right okay you own you own your you know international stuff your national you have your safety yeah. you have your equities you have this and you have your crypto over here and it's just a little part of these like, and, there's no uh, place for it now no and you have your your tulip bulbs like they had in the 1600s you know and, yeah. and a bunch of rocks and sand i mean that's part of it too yeah it's i've never been a, a crypto person just because I've seen this stuff kind of come and go over the last, you know, 50 years, uh, you know, with the Ponzi schemes and all that. And just, I mean, whether or not it's a Ponzi scheme, it's not backed by anything. I mean, we could start the Edward and Dane crypto coin. If we were smart. Yeah. Uh, We should have, you know, um, (laughs) I I was able to get into it and and get out of it, uh, you know, unscathed. Okay. Well, there you go. If you were able to sell, you know, it's funny. I think about, um, you know, everyone bashes timeshares, right? Uh, and interestingly enough, I'm probably one of the few people around who actually made money on a timeshare. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, 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 probably one of the few. Well, because I didn't buy it at the top. I, what I, I didn't buy it from the developer. I bought it from somebody who just wanted to get rid of it. So I bought yeah. it really, really cheaply. And uh, I didn't actually use it. I traded it once. And then I uh, sold it uh, for a little bit more than I paid for it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was unscathed on that one. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Plus I got the benefit of it. At least with crypto, you can't really, can't really do anything. 
Yeah, no. it's not back. And it's funny because I, I was bashing uh, Bitcoin when it was, you know, 3,000, 5,000, 60,000, you know, and now it's down to about 16,000. I still think it's overpriced because it's not based on anything. Well, and if, if you have you ever tried to pay somebody in crypto, uh, it's extremely inconvenient and expensive. Um, so it's not even very good. Even, yeah. It fails in my mind as a medium of exchange because one, it, the price changes all over the place. So how do you know what you're really paying uh, or yeah. what you're receiving? But then two, if you ever try to actually like, like if you wanted to send me money and you're like, I'm going to pay you in crypto, this will be fun. It, it, the fees are outrageous. The process is really hard. Like, What are, what are the fees on something like that? I, I remember I tried to do it when I first bought crypto and I tried to pay someone 25 bucks and it was going to cost like six bucks to pay someone 25 Wow. And I was like, well, okay, I'm not doing that. Not doing that. Hey, hey anyway, we'll, we'll continue this conversation. We're going to cut to our second commercial break here. Who starred in the 1974 prison football movie, The Longest Yard? Now, we all know Adam Sandler redid it uh, about a few years ago, whatever. But uh, And then extra credit if you can name the warden as well. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Who starred in the 1974 prison movie, uh, prison football movie, The Longest Yard? All right, stay with us. Best of investing. I'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Dane Muller of Primary Residential Mortgage. Who starred in the 1974 prison football movie, The Longest Yard? Oh, my God. It's on the tip of my tongue. He's got that great mustache. Yep, that's right. Oh, it's, he didn't, have, he didn't have it in this uh, movie, though. I know, but I can picture him. Uh, yeah. Oh, Burt Reynolds. There Burt we go. Reynolds. Very good. Okay, now, extra credit if you can uh, name the uh, warden. Uh, you know, I think I used all my brain cells trying to yeah. get Reynolds out of... Uh, yeah, I th- of think, green, gr- think Green Acres. Oh. Eddie Albert. Eddie Albert. Oh, wow. Eddie Albert, okay. yeah. yeah. I don't think I would have had that one. That was kind of a, kind of a fun one. Okay, so let, let's talk um, a little bit of strategy uh, for people who are maybe still thinking about buying a house. You know, they, we're not That's seeing the run-up as we did before and, you know, lots and lots of overbids and competitive offers, but there's probably still some, I would think. Yeah, I mean, people are still buying. Um, and, you know, a year ago, people would call me and say, house prices are going up 15, 20, 25%. Everybody's building way over asking, should I buy a house? You know, uh, and this is crazy. And now people are asking, should I buy a house for completely different reasons? Because interest rates are up, right? Uh, yeah. But there are some great deals out there. And we're seeing a lot of use of the uh, what's called a temporary buy-down. So uh, on our loan programs, and uh, this is something available uh, for, through a lot of banks, the seller can temporarily re- uh, put down your interest rate for the first two, one, two, or three years. So, uh, for example, we have a three, two, one buy down where the seller covers the cost, and then you get three percent. Your payment is based on three percent lower the first year than the, than the actual interest rate, two percent lower the second year, and one percent lower the third year. So theoretically you'll refinance before you ever get to the actual note rate, or you'll at least have three years of way lower payments. Um, so we're seeing stuff co- like that. What does that cost to buy that down? So it depends on the loan amount. Um, it's a, it's a uh, split 
of the payment. So the seller is covering the portion you are not covering. So whatever the difference is, whatever. So let's say your your rate was 7%, but you get to pay as 4%. Well, the seller covers that the difference there, that 3%. But and they pay you, it all at, at closing. They don't, they're not involved or anything. They pay uh, all I was going to say, how do you get the seller to? Yeah, no, they, they pay it all at, at, as, a, as a credit at closing. It goes into an escrow account. And then that escrow account pays the, the difference every month. Wow, that's interesting. I haven't heard that. Um, so how do you propose that to the seller? You just say, hey, we want a credit for $20,000 or whatever yep. it is. Yeah, and, and then, you know, a year ago, they would have laughed. They would have laughed you out of the house, right? And now they're going, absolutely, because, you know, you see these houses that are having price reductions. Yeah. Right? They would much rather give you $20,000 than lower the price by $30,000, right? And yeah. the equivalent math for a payment that low is as if they lowered the house $100,000, let's say. I mean, it depends on the, the house price you're starting at, but it's a massive difference on the payment in comparison to the cost to the seller. So the seller wins because they don't have to lower the house price as much. Yeah. The buyer wins because they get a much lower payment and both realtors win because they got a transaction. So, you know, once you, uh, once you kind of make it work for all sides, it's like, okay, yeah, let's do that. That's very interesting because if, if you were just to tell the seller, uh, just lower the price twenty thousand. You the if you're talking about you know a, a five hundred thousand dollars worth of of loan instead of five hundred twenty thousand dollars worth of loan, that seven percent interest rate compared to four percent is still going to be a fairly hefty payment. Yeah, it's a massive difference. Um, so it's a really cool thing, and 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 sellers are, are on board. So you know the yeah. right now there are deals. You know there's houses that are sitting. There's sellers who are nervous. They're selling for a reason. You know, it's a it's a tight market. I mean, you know, no one is. Some people are probably selling because they realize they missed the top and they wish they had sold earlier. Yeah. But a lot of sellers are like, you know, it's a time for them to sell for whatever reason. They need to move or they inherit the house or you know, it's a need to downsize, want upsize. They want they need to they need to sell. So they're. You know, I, I want to go back to to this buy down for a minute because it's, it's, it's very fascinating to me. What is roughly, and I know it depends on a lot of factors, but in, in what you've experienced so far, what's the break-even point for the buyer to where he's, he would have said, like, like let, let's say he, he ends up selling the house two months later, he would have been better off just having the, a $20,000 credit, or does he get that back? Does he get that? You get it back. Um, so if you, pay, if you pay off the loan within the time period of the temporary buy-down, whether it's one, two, or three years, because there are yeah. choices for all of those. The amount that you didn't use is applied to your principal. So you owe the bank less money. Um, so let's say that you got that 20,000 from the seller. Six months later, you're like, you know what? I'm gonna, rates have fallen, I'm gonna refinance. Or, hey, I gotta sell because I just won the lottery and you know, I'm moving to the mansion. Um, they will take the amount you haven't used and they will lower the amount you owe uh, on the payoff by that amount. So you don't, you don't ever lose the money. Interesting, but potentially you could make more over the three-year period, can't you? Because of the monthly payment. Yeah, I mean, depending on what you're moving to, right? I mean, you know, if you're you, you wouldn't you wouldn't pay off the loan for no reason, right? Uh, you wouldn't like just pay it off and go back to the same interest rate without that that temporary buy down, right? So, but if you were able to lower your interest rate, let's say you started at seven, yeah, and then you're able to refinance to six forever. 
right? And, yeah. and you got that subsidy to lower your principal. Well, you might do that, right? But your payment might go up for the time period where you weren't getting that super reduced uh, uh, yeah, yeah. In the short term. But still, right? I mean, it's a, it's a great sales tool, I would think, for, for sure. Yeah. Um, now, from the lender standpoint, they're, how are they benefiting? Well, I mean, for us, we're still qualifying people at the full interest rate. So um, qualification stuff doesn't change. Um, it really doesn't change our math in any way because we're still receiving the same total payment right? We're still in this example, still getting that 7% payment. It's just partially paid by the buyer and partially paid by the seller. So for us, uh, it's a, it's, it's kind of a, a nothing oh, for the loan. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, uh, so the, the lender is still getting his 7% interest rate, just part of it's coming from the seller. Some, okay. So really yeah. it, it's, it's okay. So it's really the seller who's really paying for all this, but it's basically, listen, it's just a, it's, it's sort of a negotiated sales tool um, you know, to, to, to get your household. Tell you what, uh, we will ask our next trivia question on the next break. All right, stay with us. Best of investing. I'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The answer. Now back to the best of investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM. The answer. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown, along with Dane Moeller here. So uh, before we uh, came back on, we were just talking about how, you know, different strategies, uh, different sales strategies and how I said back in the old days when interest rates were really high, one of the you know sales techniques that were used by potentially some people were that you could take half the money like, yeah, you know, let's say someone wanted to invest $10,000 and, and the, the broker could say, listen, we can put you into some stuff where you're within 10 years, you know, a 10 year mark, absolutely 100% government guaranteed, you'll have at least a 2% return. But we're going to do all this risky stuff that you might make 10, 20, 30, 50, 80% a year. But you're absolutely minimum, you can't lose anything and you will 100% guarantee get a 2% return minimum. I mean, that's a, that's, that's a pretty good sales technique, right? Yeah. And the way you do it is you take a portion of the money, back then it was about half, and you would buy a 10-year zero, zero coupon bond from the government. And it was guaranteed to grow to at least whatever 2% on the full amount is. And then you could take the rest of the money and you know play the ponies or put it on a roulette. And it wouldn't matter because even if you lost all that money, the half course, the $5,000 grew to, you know, 11,200, whatever the figure is. So it's a good sales uh, technique. And in fact, it's, it's interesting. There was a, there was a company years ago and we're talking about, gosh, this is going back over 30 years ago where it was a multi-level marketing company. And there, they, what they did was they, they handed out these uh, basically catalogs and it was stuff that you would normally buy anyway, like a TV or um, soap or whatever, you know, sort of like Amway type of thing, right? And the fascinating thing about this was when you signed up with them, you were absolutely guaranteed whatever you spent in 20 years, you'd get, you, would, you would get a check for that amount. So if you bought a TV for, let's say, $1,000, you get the TV, and then, oh, by the way, 10, 20 years from now, you're going to get that $1,000 back automatically. 
And, you know, you think, wow, how, how can they do that? Well, what they were doing was they effectively, the TV really probably only cost $750. They would take $250 and they were going to a, a well-known insurance company and buying an annuity that would grow to $1,000 in 20 years. And so people, I mean, it worked. I mean, people, you know, 20 years later, even if they, even though the company itself ended up going out of business, people still got their money, that thousand dollars back because the insurance company, they bought it from, you know, the, uh, the annuity policy, uh, they got it from. I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting, but. That is interesting. Do you, do you remember the name of that company? Uh, I think it was called Trade Vest, but Trade? I don't, 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 uh, don't, don't, um, uh, look that up sometime. And, I, and again, I look that up. that's an interesting, that's an interesting thing. It is. And, and it's funny because it wasn't a scam um, and you were paying, you know, about, I mean, basically if you waited for a sale, it, you were better off to, to wait for a sale and go down to Best Buy, let's say, and, and buy the same TV for seven fifty instead of a thousand. But interestingly enough, it was sort of a forced savings too. Yeah, because how many right. people, right? I mean, how many people are going to buy that $750 TV and say, okay, now I'm going to take 250 and buy an annuity, which you, you couldn't even do back then. And well, probably and how, many people, how many people with you know the savings rate in this country have a thousand dollars coming to them at any point in the yeah. future from from a from a purchase? You know, uh, so little. Yeah. Um, so so again, even though the company, um, you know, the multi-level marketing company itself went out of business, I think you know within five years, people weren't really that upset because 20, 20 years later, they're fifteen years from that point, they actually got the check that they were promised. As long as people got what they were promised, no one should be upset. I mean, yeah. they, they're, probably, they're probably happy. You know, they're probably upset it didn't exist any longer. Yeah. So in the old days, when I used to sell uh, disability insurance, there was a company called Maccabees, which was like the cream of the, it was like the Rolls Royce of insurance, and they had a product where if you wanted to pay, let's just say, disability insurance cost a thousand dollars. If you want to pay a thousand dollars, you could. Excuse me, but if you chose to pay fifteen hundred dollars, excuse me, every ten years, they would give you back twelve thousand dollars less any claims you had, which was basically eighty percent of the fifteen hundred dollars times ten years. So, being the accounting background that I had, uh, you know, I, I looked on this on a calculator and you know time value of money and all that, and it worked out to be a, back then like fifteen percent tax free, and. I, I, so I started selling that to people and as you know, some people, ah, it's just a gimmick and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And how do I know the companies could be in business in 10 years? Well, the company had been around since 1858 or 1878 or something. So uh, they, that part we got over. And I said, listen, you don't have to do that. I said, just, but you can pay the thousand dollars, but where are you going to invest $500 a year, you know, by backed by insurance company at 15% tax free. And so most people, uh, I'd say I'd say probably eighty percent of the people I sold it to decided to pay the fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, and every ten years they got a check. In fact, I have some clients who are on their third ten-year check. They've had the policy for thirty years, and so you, know, you think, well, gosh, why would the insurance company do that? Well, it's called retention. You know, just like with with uh, mortgages, you know, they, these companies, they don't want you to just keep refinancing out of them. They spend time, they pay the, the brokers and all this kind of stuff. Right. Um, and uh, and and once you once my clients got these policies, they didn't they didn't get out because the premiums were guaranteed until age 65. So, you know, I had these dentists who were, you know, 55 years old and they were paying premiums like they were when they were 25. 
And so there was, in fact, I'm still getting paid little commissions off policies I sold in 1984. Wow. Now, it's not a lot. It's just a little yeah. tiny bit. But son of a gun, if these dentists are still mostly I, I specialize with dentists, you know, so it's, it's really it's I, I, you kind of get, I get a kick out of it because sometimes, you know, it all adds up. But it's like, you know, 10 cents here, 50 cents here, you know, because I get a, a diminishing uh, commission on it. But uh, the clients are, are happy. And then I've had a few clients who actually put claims in and, and sure enough, the insurance company paid them. So, I mean, everything's on the up and up, you know, yeah. but it's just a good, it, it's a good sales uh, technique. Uh, let's see here. We've got one more trivia question before we do that though. Again, uh, Dane, did you guys come up with that buy down or? No, no okay. that's a, you know, that's a program that's actually been around a long time. Okay. Um, and it's Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac backed. I mean, this is, you know, it's a, it's a pretty common program, but who, with, who, who with on the money. Uh, so, I mean, just, just like any other conventional loan. Uh, and actually, you can do it on uh, FHA and VA loans as well. So it's not just conventional. Uh, well, it's so, nice that they, they they hold that, you know, from the seller pays it and they just hold yeah, it. Yeah. So the servicer holds the funds, um, you know, the yeah. person you pay your mortgage uh, mortgage to. Um, so it's been around a long time. Um, but, you know, when when it's a seller's market, it's not a strategy that works very well. Right. Because sellers are like, no, pay me more than I asked. I'm not yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? um, so, so it really, really becomes common in times like this where the market is more balanced. All right. Uh, give out your information one more time, and then we're going to go to our last commercial uh, trivia question. Yeah. Uh, my name is Dane Moeller, Primary Residential Mortgage. You can reach me at 415-870-2752 or get us on the web at primaryresidentialsf, as in San Francisco.com. All right. Here's our third trivia question. We're talking football movies. Who starred in the movie All the Right Moves about a high school football player from Ampipe, Pennsylvania? is not a real uh, town. Desperate for a scholarship. This was one of his uh, younger roles. He's uh, quite the superstar now. All right, stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back with some closing comments. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Dane Muller. Our third trivia question was, who starred in the movie All the Right Moves about a high school football player from Ampipe, Pennsylvania, desperate for a scholarship? This one I don't got. Okay. No, no, no idea. Tom Cruise. Oh, wow. Yeah. I still I still can't picture it. I don't think I've seen that movie. Yeah, he was uh, it was actually a pretty good movie. He's uh, quite uh, quite younger in those days. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. So uh, we've got just a few minutes here, Dane. Uh, put on your crystal ball and your uh, Mal. Who, who, what did Johnny Carson that had that Malmac yeah, or something? Carnac. Carnac. Yes. Put on your Carnac hat and uh, tell us uh, what what do you think the future looks like? Uh, you know. So. Um, in terms of housing and house prices, I think we're going to see some softening continuing through the winter. I think it's going to be uh, continue to be a tough market for a seller. Um, and I think that's going to continue until rates start coming down a little bit. Um, I think that we will see the Fed go up a half percent in December. Uh, another half percent. Another, the debate's been, will they do a, another three quarters or half? And I think now wow. we'll find, I think they will slow to a half. And then in the first part of next year, I think that they'll, tailor down maybe a, another half or a quarter, maybe another quarter. Uh, but by, by spring, I think they're going to be uh, ready to be at the top. 
as soon as the Fed stops raising, mortgage rates should come down. Historically, it's not when the Fed starts lowering, it's just when they stop raising is when mortgage exactly. rates start moving down. So, so wait a minute, hold on. Right now, the prime is at 7%, very high, You know, not compared to 1981, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, so you think they might go up a half or potentially three quarters and then yeah, they'll go up again? Yeah, I think we'll reach prime eight to eight and a half at the top, somewhere in that range. Wow. Uh, before that's... they before they come down, and I, and I think that that's that's I don't think overly uh, conservative or overly optimistic. I think that's a pretty mid range expectation. Um, there is zero percent chance it's not going higher in December. I'll tell you that much. Um, unless unless uh, some sort of crazy catastrophe and knock on wood that doesn't happen. Uh, you know, occurs between then and now. But uh, so people are thinking about refinancing or buying that house and getting locking in the the rate. At least they should do it now before it goes up. And then they. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, mortgage rates aren't lockstep with the Fed. Um, and as soon as you know, when when the writing's on the wall that the Fed's going to stop raising, not necessarily lower, uh, yeah. mortgage rates will start coming down. Um, I think when mortgage rates do come down, there will be a lot of buyers that are coming back into the market, um, and the. The buyers, the somewhat balanced, somewhat buyers market we're experiencing now will, will come to an end, and we're going to swing back to a seller, uh, seller mar- dominated market. Really, um, okay. it's so funny though. Buyers are they, kind of, oh, rates are coming down. Well, I'm going to wait because rates are going to come down some more. I'm going to wait. They always seem to. Yeah. Wait the kind of wait strategy is it, you can time it a little, but you're much better off buying a house now and refinancing than you are right. trying to wait and buy a house when rates come down a little bit because so is everybody else. And there's the no inventory, yeah. you know, depending on where you are. I mean, I'm in, I'm in Marin and uh, most of the media Bay area, there's no inventory being built. I mean, there's no like new yeah, things. I mean, you get out a little farther, you're in Lathrop, you're in some other areas. There's new, there's new construction, you know, and that they are building houses. Um, and, and generally they're not right. There are no prepayment penalties on these loans, right? Yeah. There, there's it's very, there's very, very common to find yeah. a loan, the prepayment penalty. Um, and also the cost, there's not a bunch of points paid either. No, so, I mean, it, it, you can pencil out really well getting a great deal and then assuming you can refinance later. you got to make sure you can afford the payment if you don't refi, though, because there's no guarantees uh, yeah. where it's going. But and don't, don't, don't mess up your finances with you know yeah. changing jobs and credit cards and bad credit and stuff like that. Exactly. All so, right, my friend. Are you ready for our thoughts for the day? Okay, Absolutely. here we go. Why did the scarecrow decline dessert? He was already stuffed. Ah, yeah, yeah, these are good jokes for your kids, okay? Yeah. And uh, I saw an ad uh, in Craigslist, broken puppets for sale, no strings attached. <laughs> but that's kind of cute. Oh, that's All right. Cool. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on 860 AM.
The Answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.